Whatever. I mean, is this awful, awful for you to sit if I'm recording my end clean? No, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's the audio equivalent of, you know, taking a picture with a GFX 100. It's not quite what you want. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not going back there. We're not going back there. (laughs) See, now you're all, now you're all discombobulated. Uh, How how was your week, Jeffrey? (laughs) It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, um, uh, I'm working on a, a new body of work, a new body of painted work. Okay. And it's, it's all around JFK, uh, because it's, well, two things I'm, I've been fascinated by JFK for a long time and it's the 60th anniversary of, of his assassination. Okay. So I thought, you know, why not? Right. People love JFK. Good idea. They do love the JFK. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I had this idea of doing, um, playing with the idea of perception uh, and, and playing with the idea of, of how the right sees things versus how the left sees things. And, and then, you know, sort of whittled that down to how they see his presidency or how they see him as a man or, or whatever. So I, I was going to do, you know, half of the pieces from the perspective of, of the right and the other half from the left, but I don't, I don't really like that. So that, that kind of changed. And I, I saw this book and I, I talked about this before. I, I, we've talked about Stefan Sagmeister, right? Yes. So he's got a book called Made You Look. And on the cover of it is one of those uh, anaglyphic uh, images, red, green, and it comes in a red sleeve. So if you, if you, if you just look at the, at the book cover, it's got this snarling German shepherd, rah, you know? Yep. And then if you put the sleeve back on, then it's, it's, it absorbs the red, absorbs the green. And then it's, it's this, it shows this docile German shepherd. The cute puppy. I see him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, look at him. So I thought, well, maybe I could play with something like that. And instead of doing all of them, I could do this one sort of, you know, centerpiece image that, that is one of these sort of anaglyphic images that depending on what color lens you're looking at the piece through, that's the perception that, you know, that that's the takeaway from the thing. And how would you present this with, with different sets of colored glasses people? Yeah, you have to, yeah, exactly. So if you're, if you're standing in front of the thing, like if it's in a gallery or something, then, then you'd have like a little, maybe not glasses. Maybe it's more like one of those little, you know, the little opera glass things on the, on the wand. You know, maybe you, you pick one of those up and you look through it instead of, you know, having to put on these glasses that other people would put on and, you know, COVID, all that. Yeah, then we'd have to wipe them down every time. Right, yeah. right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. right. Let me spritz that for you, sir or madam. <laughs> they used to do that at the Apple stores for a long time. Right, um, I remember that. So anyway, so I'm kind of, pl- I'm doing, I'm in the, the, the lab kind of testing mode of, of trying to figure out what colors are going to work and, and how that image is going to stand on its own as, as its own image, as well as through these red, blue or red you know, glasses. Or now, would, you would be working off, what, a photograph of him? You know, I don't know. At, at the moment, I mean, it's probably going to be in, in the way that I've done things in the past. It'll be a combination of, of paint and, and emulsion transfers and collage and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, a, a listener, Scott Bowery, mm-hmm. sent me this. Uh, sadly, a family member passed away. And as they were going through um, her things, they found this, all this stuff around JFK, all this original uh, ephemera printed material, an original banner, uh, you know, pennant banner kind of thing from when he was running. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, Hey, I, I know you're 
kind of thinking about this thing and you know, the family doesn't want this stuff. Do you want it? Because uh, I'd be happy to send it to you. So he, he said, yes, I would like kindly yeah, sent me this stuff. So now I've got, you know, a lot of this original um, uh, ephemera magazines. I've got some life magazines that I already had. Um, I bought a copy of uh, Playboy magazine from November of 1963. Yeah. For the pictures. It, I yeah. mean, for the stories. I mean, I mean, what? what? <laughs> now, let me ask you a quick, a quick uh, interjection question, which yeah, yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. you have original stuff that is somewhat historic in nature. Yes. How do you feel about destroying it to build something new? Or do you make copies and then use those? I probably... <sighs> I mean, it, it really kind of depends, but the way I think about it right now, because I, especially this project where a lot of it is dependent on transparency, I will probably scan the stuff and then make emulsion transfers from it because then I can play with color. I can, I can, if it's, if it's a color image, I can split it out into separations sure. and, and play with it that way. Um, and, and I'm right there with you. I don't really want to destroy this stuff that, you know, I, I have one, like a couple magazines I've got two or three copies of the same magazine. So I wouldn't mind using, you know, the actual material there, but. Sure. I, Cause there is something kind of cool about using the original thing from 1960, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So anyway, so, so that's been the week so far. So, uh, w w is there a hiccup in your mind or is it just i I'm early in the process and haven't gotten far enough down the road to know what the stumbles are going to be? That. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I've just started sketching this thing out. I've got, you know, lists of ideas that I'd like to tackle. I'm thinking of taking, you know, a half dozen, um, events from his presidency and, and doing, uh, a piece around each of those, um, you know, whether it's a speech or whether it's a, you know, the space program or something, I, I don't know yet. I'm, I've, I'm trying to cull down this, this list of ideas. And then at the same time, trying to play with these, these color tests to see, you know, I, I get, I get to be kind of in the lab and order, you know, gels from Roscoe and, sure. and start mixing paint and, and trying transparencies and, and just testing, which is, you know, way, way back in 2007, when I started trying to figure all of this out, it had nothing to do with message or, or intent in terms of what I was trying to communicate. I didn't have, a, I wasn't thinking about voice. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about voice. I wasn't thinking about voice. I was just trying to figure out how to get all of these different processes to play well together. And I, I feel like I have to, I have to get back there to move ahead and let go of, you know, well, it has to be this, right? I have to say this, but giving myself this sort of framework and letting it be what it, what it wants to be within that framework, I think will be helpful. It's interesting with, with you, materials, both, both the original material, the sort of source material as it were, yeah, and the, the actual physical literal materials you use to make what you make. It's, you know, it's this, it's this chemical with this chemical mixed up to do this, you know, and it, both of those are different pathways into what it is you're doing. I'm sure there's people who do work similar to yours, some of whom come at it from, I've got all of the uh, technical paint side of things. I do what I do and I don't change it up. You know, I figured out what I did 35 years ago and that's still what I do today. Right. Um, and then it's really just about the source material. And then I'm sure there's others who say, yeah, I've got the source material all figured out. Like, let me play with 
the, the, the chemical materials to see if that can create some, put some, I don't know, uh, creative chaos, you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. into the mix. And then maybe that'll inspire me in some way. Do you see yourself on, on one side of, of that spectrum or the other? Probably more on the materials side at this point, because I, I mean, almost everything I do in that, in that collage mixed media space is, is somehow rooted in propaganda. Um, right. It, it, love it or hate it. I, I can't seem to get away from it. I mean, I've done these little things over the past couple of years that are just sort of texture and color and, and they're fun. You know, it's, um, but all of it has a very, a lot of it, eh, all of it, a lot of it, all of it. I don't know. <laughs> Most of the stuff that I've seen <laughs> has a particularly almost, it's like, um, it's a, it's a juxtaposition of something. If somebody saw it out of context and didn't know the imagery would say, is this Russian or Chinese? You know, I mean, it almost has like yeah, a, yeah. a communist sort of, uh, uh, feel to it, but then you're using a lot of American imagery. Right. So it's that juxtaposition. Um, no, I get and, it. Yeah. And I think that's, in, I mean, well, I know it's intentional because this stuff is complicated. This stuff is confusing. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to figure out where the borders are and where, you know, all of this is based around some weird arbitrary line on a map anyway. Right. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I think the ambiguity in, in what I do, I don't, I don't know that it could be much more defined, at least in my head, because I'm still trying to figure out where it all went wrong and where it all can potentially go wrong and, and trying to comment on that as best I can. Oh, it can go wrong. I got a book. I mean, I'll I'll have to send you pictures of this book. Somebody sent me, uh, a listener sent me this book. It's a a Chinese book celebrating the first 10 years of communism in China. Whoa. Yeah. And it's like this tabloid size hardcover and it's got these big fold out, you know, images of, of, you know, the Chinese government and and all of like, oh, look how happy we are working, you know, for... It's wild, man. It's really, really wild. And some of that stuff, I, I and, and that p- book in particular, I did some looking about it. It's, it's very limited numbers. Um, and uh, I've never seen another one like it. So that one in particular, I wouldn't dare. I was going to say, know, don't cut that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and, you know, the printing is all sort of, this is another thing is like, we, we kind of take for granted that we are, I mean, you can get printed, mater- you, you can get things printed, a photo book or a, a you know, whatever it is, sure. a zine. And the print quality is so good for, for so little money. Nowadays, even the middle low end is still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, you look at this stuff, this was printed for, you know, with, with the express pr- approval of the Chinese government. And you look at the printing now and you're like, mm, it's, not, it's not so good. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not, not that great, but it was the best they could do in, you know, 1962 or whatever it was. Yeah. It's, um, especially that, um, no, you're right about the printing material thing. It's so, it's so, we, we're so spoiled in so many ways, right? Yeah. And then you have so many people who are going into stuff like that and thinking, um, uh, 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 oh, I have to go to some print place in Germany or Italy for my book because it needs, it's like, right. man, any print shop's going to look pretty darn Okay, nowadays. let me ask you something. You, you are, you are notoriously... Um, <laughs> choose your words wisely, Jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> fastidious about the quality of your images. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll take Would that. Would you consider doing a book 
if you couldn't be sort of at the press, you know, uh, sort of quality controlling the thing every step of the way? You know, I have a, uh, I will answer that by saying that I have a friend who works at the National Gallery who's like the head of books there. Yeah. And his part of his job, him and his husband, fly to Italy four times a year to print the books. <laughs> and they, they, you know, so he can be there to proof the things and do the whole thing. And I'm just like, do you really think that, I mean, I love him, very nice guy, but that's a pretty plum job to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, let's go to Italy and drink coffee and eat good food and then occasionally go in and make sure that page 47 looks the way it's supposed to look. Um, but you got to imagine that. The, and if it doesn't, you have to extend your stay for a oops, month to get it just right. Do, do it again. Um, you got to think that the people at these places are pretty good at what they do. Right. You know, and every time they make a mistake, it costs them money. Right. So they're but, not but going to make mistakes. But could you let go of the way you do it to let them do what they do? If it was a, if it was a reputable place. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I've, I've never had a fancy, fancy book printed. I mean, I've had. Like, uh, my portrait of coupon is his portrait in his book. If you get it. So if you mm-hmm. go to the back, there's a, my picture and it looks pretty much like it looks on my screen. And that was a Damiani press book. So that's, that was cool. But uh, I mean, the, the reality of it is that I'm never going to have a book like that. <laughs> it's just, you do, know, you, do you really believe that? Oh, you don't yeah. think you, you'll have no. a monograph at, at some no. point? No, I don't really? think so. Oh, if only because, um, I think that that world is shrinking over time. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and honestly, most of the people I know who do that kind of work, they're paying for the books. Yeah. 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 You well, know, that's, I mean, this that's is, the great fallacy. This is, this is not gonna... people coming to me and saying, Bill, we'd like to give you a quarter million dollars and we're going to make <laughs> 2000 copies of this book. It's like, no. <laughs> and it comes with a little tripod because we're going to make one of these big editions like Annie Leibovitz. Exactly. I mean, this yeah. is, I mean, I mean, her, that's a different thing, but most of these people, I mean, they're, they're paying out of pocket to make books and then yeah. they're selling books and hopefully See, coming and out. If I'm being honest, man, that really surprises me that you wouldn't want a physical, at some point, me, a physical archive it, of me, your work. Well, I mean, I could go spend $4,000 and get one of those books printed if I just wanted, you know, a handful of them. Right. I'm sure I could. Um, I just never thought about it. That's a good question. It's, it's interesting. The things that are, um, the things that not were goals, things that drove me even whatever, eight, 10 years ago when you and I started talking on Mike, right. Um, have softened maybe, um, did I, you want one then? Like, would you, would you say that the goal has changed around that or has it something, have we just never really talked think, about sure. this kind of Sure. I mean, thing? yeah, I mean, sure. Of course. Yes. I would like to have one, but that is certainly not something where if I died without one, I would feel like I had failed. Right. You know, I mean, I could, I could make beautiful 11 by 14 prints of my favorite 100 photographs and make a custom, have some bookmaker bind them into a thing and, you know, I could do that, I guess. Yeah. Um, certainly for me, I could do that. Um, I don't think there's any money in it. I would never do it as a money-making proposition. Uh, right. uh, but, but yeah, you know, it's, um, I, so last Friday, a friend of mine's mother passed away mm. and, um, 
and it was my birthday last Wednesday, right? The day after we recorded last year, last week. Um, You're what, 72 now? Yeah. <laughs> 48. You feel, you, what, what is it? It's not, it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah. I'm, I'm 604. <laughs> um, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, I had, I had some people over for, uh, to watch a movie, by the way, we watched the original Muppet movie the other day. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that for years. At Does a group of 10 people, all like, you know, full blown adults. And I suggested the Muppet movie and every one of them was like, yep, we're on board for that. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in it really. I mean, up in the balcony. Oh, oh I was going to say, <laughs> 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 hey this movie's not so bad you know what is, what is the joke he's just like um uh uh what do you think of the movie uh, i think it's great it hasn't even started yet he goes that's what i like most about it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah there's a there's a super cut uh, on youtube of like all their best bits so <laughs> it's kind of genius yeah. um and uh so anyway uh, one of the guys who was over was a common friend of the friend whose mother died mm. and he said um hey uh blanks mother passed away. Did you, did you see? And I said, Oh yeah. You know, I saw it. He said, me and this other guy, a common friend of ours are going up tomorrow morning. And the next morning I woke up and I said, I had this, you know, that, do you remember that feeling when you're in college and you, I don't know, broke up with your girlfriend. And then the next morning you have a panic attack trying to get her back or something, you know, some kind of like that, 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 like, I have to do something about this right now yeah. kind of it's, feeling it's that I've made a horrible mistake, whatever, whatever that mistake was. Yes. I have to do whatever right. it takes to, to write this wrong. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Sure, man. Sure. So I texted the, the guy who was driving and I said, have you left yet? Cause he lives in my neighborhood. And he's like, no. And I said, if you have, if you have room for one more, I'm going to throw a suit on. I can be down in 10. Wow. And I went and, uh, it was the, they, they, they were, they were a Jewish family. So it was like, you know, pine box in the ground, mm. shovels of dirt on the, on the thing. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never been to anything Oh, it's like fascinating. That. Wow. And, and you know, what's actually really beautiful about it is that they, the first, the first spoon, the first shovel full of dirt that you do, you turn the shovel upside down and you, you put the dirt on the back of the shovel and you put that on, on the thing. And then you oh, turn really? it over and do it because you're, you, cause, cause you're doing it unwillingly. Oh, wow. Which wow. is actually a really beautiful. Wow. Right. Do, do they, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. do they, is, is there like a, not a sermon? What, I don't even know what you call it. Yeah. The rabbi's there and they speak a bunch of Hebrew yeah, that yeah. I obviously okay. don't okay. understand. And then, uh, the, you know, the, the, the family can get up and say something. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how it works you know, in different forms of Judaism, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not learning enough. Um, and does everyone take a turn? Like the, the family members, do they take a turn doing the family the, members the, the, all go put dirt on you? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, and then you have to make sure that the thing is covered. Uh, you know, the top of the casket is covered. Right. Anyway, wow. I bring this up because, um, I was there 22 years ago when his father passed away. Mm. So I'm standing in the same place Oh man. Looking at them putting their mother in the ground next to the place where they put their father in the ground 22 years ago. Wow. And wow. I'm having all kinds of, I mean, everything's mixed in there. Um, the, um, the, the memories of my father's death, right. You know, that that's in there burying him. Um, 
memories of my friend Jeremy who lost his identical twin brother 20 something years ago that I went there and that was a Jewish funeral in, in Ohio, same kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, the roots cause it's, you know, it's an open hole in the ground. I'm looking at the roots from the grass and everything like that, like coming out the sides of the dirt. You know what I mean? Right. Like it like really yeah, yeah, felt yeah, it was yeah, just sure. visceral. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, my mind wanders to thinking about the fact that at some point my wife or I is going to die before the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm like yeah. going down that road. Right. And I'm, I'm crying. I'm just kind of standing there in the back and just tears rolling down my face. Yeah. And it was every once in a while you need these things to remind you <laughs> that eventually we're all just in a pine box in the ground. Right. Yeah. And of course yeah. you and I say that all the time, but until you're there well, staring don't, at it, don't, don't get people worrying. We don't say it all the time. <laughs> I mean, I called you up yesterday. I was like, Jeffrey, you're going to be in a pine box in the ground. What's, when what's I'm done with you. Cosmo, you know? I just want to let you know, no matter what you do, you're going to die. Yeah. What's the moonstruck? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, it's, yeah, don't, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm making light of it as a gallows humor thing, but, but, yeah, sure. but, but there, but there is something about it that, and, and I'm really glad I, I went yeah. and I came home and I thought, I said to, I said to Conrad and, and her sister was here. I said, life lesson, if you have the ability to go to someone's funeral, go Yeah, because you're, you're never going to regret going and you'll often regret not going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've, um, I've only ever been to one. Oh yeah. yeah, it's, um, and so anyway, I bring this up if only to partially answer your question about the book thing, which is to say that I'm trying to be more kind to myself and not worry so much about things that I can't really control. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, yes, I can, you know, if I wanted to dedicate my life to having a book, I could clear out my retirement and make a really nice book. And I would have 500 copies of some really nice book sitting in my apartment that no one wanted. But um, I, I wonder, Bill, is there a degree of finality to that? Like if, if you do, if, you know, sort of like Cezanne signing his paintings, like there's no more you can do. If you, if you do this, this this monograph, does that somehow subconsciously say, okay, that's the finish line. There's, yeah. There's no more good that's going to come after this. Like th- these are the best images of the best images of the best images that I've ever done. And I, I'll never do another. Yeah. And, and should, should that be done? If it's ever going to be done, should that be done when I'm done? In which case I'm not going to be there to do it. Yeah. And is that, is that okay? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, I, I, I question the same kind of, it's not exactly the same, but the same kind of thing, like all these artists who are selling their back catalogs now. Yeah. Like, are you saying that that's like Springsteen, Sting, Dylan? Like, are you saying that, okay, I don't ever have to do another good record because all my good stuff is in this, is in this book. Didn't you and I, didn't we do a story years ago um, where Paul Simon said he was going to stop writing songs and Chuck Close was like, that's bullshit. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, something along that line. Like you don't stop, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> you stop when your heart stops. That's when you yeah. stop. Um, and I, I mean, as of now at 48 years old, I, I agree with that. Maybe I'll think differently when I'm, you know, 88, God willing. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know. 
it's, um, you know, you got to take it day by day. Have you watched this documentary on Netflix Stutz? Uh, no, the, the Jonah Hill one. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but I want to. Okay. I saw, it, I watched, we watched the trailer for it and I'm like, I, I need to see this. Yeah. You'll, I think you'll really like it. I watched it on the rowing machine a couple months ago and then, um, I made Conrad watch it the other day. Yeah. And there's a, there's one of the things that this guy says, and he says, um, you know, there, there are, there are three things that no matter how successful you become, you're never going to be free from. Number one is pain. Number two is uncertainty. And number three is constant work. Mm. It's like, no matter what happens, you're going to, you're going to have to deal with pain, uncertainty, and constant work. And there's something slightly stoic or Buddhist about the idea that, you know, there, there is no, there is no, there is no finish line. There is no making that book at the end of the end of your career while you're still alive. I mean, I guess you could, but what does that say about, all right, so what are you doing now? Just waiting around to die before, so, right. you know, I don't know. It's, um, do you think, I mean, do you think that if, if you, you know, passed away tomorrow, what would you want? your family to do with all of those paintings that are downstairs that you've made? I, I you know, I don't know I, because I, I still, I still struggle with seeing the value in them and maybe I struggle with it more than, than other people would. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, I think you and I have probably talked about getting out of our own way and seeing the value when, when other people can and we can't. Sure. Um, and I don't think it's any different now. I'm, you know, I think what helps is, is, and maybe this helps for you too, is getting out and seeing other work sure. and, and going to like open studios and going to galleries and going to, you know, and it's the same thing with any other endeavor, whether it's, whether it's writing or songwriting or, or, you know, singing or photography or painting or like whatever it is. And in your example, it's not necessarily going to the National Gallery or the Louvre. It's going to see oh, no. people who are working and doing <laughs> yeah, stuff right. now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have no illusion about, you know, that, that, that level. Sidoris right next to Delacroix. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rauschenberg. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, just because there's a, there's a big difference, you know, we just, we just saw a little bit of the golden globes and, and like, there's a big difference between winning a golden globe and being completely fulfilled doing regional theater for your entire acting career. Sure. You know, so in the same way that, that. And aren't, aren't both equally valid, I guess. I, I don't think know. so. Yeah. yeah. I th but I didn't used to. I mean, th that was the thing is, is if it wasn't, you know, if you, if you didn't win an Oscar, well, then you were just a failed actor. If you didn't, if you didn't hang, you know, at the National Gallery or the Whitney or, you know, MoMA or whatever, then you, you it didn't matter. I hang right? there. I'd go there on afternoons and have a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. That's, that's about the only time I'll hang there. Right. <laughs> but, but there's this thing, there's this incredible life that you can build between the accolades, Right. Mm. There is this amazing life that can be built, whatever it is that you are endeavoring to do, that, that, that rarefied air that the 1% of the 1% occupy is just that it's rarefied, but it doesn't mean that it's the only air that you can breathe. Sure. And I think, you know, getting to the point where I'm at now, I like just breathing the air that's around me. 
and I don't have any aspirations about, about, you know, some sort of weird milestone that I have to reach anymore. I just, you know, I just want to do the stuff that I want to see in the world. And if it ever gets out into the world, great. If it just stays in my basement, that's great too, because I, I, I really do value the process of going through the making of it. And I can't control what happens on the other side anyway. You know, like you were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's relinquishing that, that bit of, oh, what are they going to think? What are they going to think? What are they going to think? Sure. Well, I can't control any of that anyway. So right. why even let it in? Yeah. Yeah. You can only you know? make, you can only make what it is. I don't know. I, I've gotten to the point now where it's, I, you know, I can, I can, I'm really trying to just make work that I would like if I saw other people making it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, not going back to the conversation last week, but just as an example, this last week, I've still been flip-flopping. Oh, I bet. Um, I bet. I mean, there, there are moments where I am playing with the files or shooting with the camera and thinking, yeah, that's actually really neat that I can do X, you know? I, I photographed um, my friend Matt Carr the other day and it was pretty dark in his room and I was shooting 1600 ISO at one fortieth of a second and 102 megapixels and it was pretty sharp because it's got lots of stabilization on the sensor. Right. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Well, um, and, and shouldn't that help guide the decision? Like if, if, sure. if, you, if it really does help you do the work that you want to do, even if it's, you know, even if that situation is, once a quarter that that comes up, sure. you know, or yeah. once every 12 projects, the fact that you can do it, you know, if it's not, your, if it's, if it's not your last 10 bucks, then like on some level, what do you care? Right, right, right. And it's funny because the, uh, I've also been using this longer lens for the camera, which I don't really like long lenses. In fact, right. I famously do not like long lenses. Right. Um, and but I Bill, been, yeah. the compression is very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Because, you know, when I'm talking I'm to sorry, somebody, I'm, I'm looking at them it. through a telescope from 20 feet away. <laughs> um, and, 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 but, but it, what's interesting about it is because this camera has stabilization, the, the long lens doesn't bounce around in the viewfinder. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's constantly hmm. stabilizing. So even when I'm just holding it up to my eye and shooting somebody, it's taking a little, my handshake out of just looking through the viewfinder. So the, 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 the image in the viewfinder is more stable, even when I'm composing it, which is one thing with longer lenses. I always feel like it's bouncing around. You know what I mean? Like, right, I'm, like right, right, right. um, so with, with the other camera doesn't, because it's not there, do you now notice it more when you go back to it? Well, and if so, I mean, isn't that another strong sort of use case, like a real world? It's one of the case. reasons why I didn't use long lenses on the other cameras. Just yeah, yeah. I found it annoying looking down the viewfinder and having it bouncing all around. Like it yeah. always felt weird to me. Um, yeah. These are, I mean, they're little silly things, but, but, but the, but the, 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 the other part is, is that I keep oscillating and this is, I don't know, like a manic depressive or depressed. I mean, it's January. I get depressed in January. Sure. Um, it's the light, it's the cold, it's the, you know, all the rest of it. It's um, the, it's the, another year has gone by. It's right? another it's day the, that you have to wake yeah, up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just caught that. <laughs> wow, um, you are dark today, mister. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel very lucky to be alive. Um, but however, yeah, it's, it's January. I'm a little, I'm a little sad, which is, you know, a constant thing in January and February, March, April, May, June, July. Right. Um, <laughs> 
all the months that end in Y. But, but, but I keep oscillating between, you know what? Keep the thing, make the work you want. Life goes on. And then the other half of me says, the industry sucks. I'm never going to work again. <laughs> Why am I spending all this money on something that is, is, is a dead end? I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm buying an Edsel before they close the company or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. weird. But it, but it does it, come back almost, to all it, the processor cycles though, that you're spending on. Sure. It? But it almost becomes like a, 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 a I, I feel, I don't want to feel foolish. And yet in so many ways, feeling foolish is what being an artist is all about. Sure. The willingness to be. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so there's this, you know, I don't want to, and, and, it's just a, a physical manifestation of all of those things. Like we talked about last week. So it's, it is really, <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. So, oh, by the way, the, uh, lowering the brightness of both the EVF and the back screen to, I think I have them at negative four right now, which is pretty dark. Yeah. Um, much closer, much more closely matches when it's, I open it up at 140 nits on my studio display. It's funny that you say that. Uh, Richard Boutwell rented one of those cameras when he went out to uh, work on his Mead project. Mm -hmm. And he was, he listened to the show and he's like, he's like, I, I, I got the solution. I got the solution. He called me and said, if you just lower the brightness, it, it's, he's like, I, I experienced the same thing, but if you lower the brightness, it's much closer. And that is, I thought that was kind of funny. It's just kind of crazy that that is their, the stock thing. The other thing is really funny is that, People keep saying, oh, the great thing about these Fuji's film simulations, right? <laughs> I have found myself using the film standard profile in Capture One, which is none of the film. It's like, just give me this, the, the sensor like it was if it wasn't a Fuji sensor is, is basically what I've been using. Mm. Um, whenever I put any of those on there, although, you know, it's a funny little test. I find that if I, if I play with the, with the, let's say I just have it on the standard thing. I put it on, I don't know, Provia and I, and then I'm just play with, I, I get a decent balance with exposure and everything like that. I find that if I flip through the other film simulations and they all look okay, then I know that I have the overall balance of the image, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's sort of, um, it's a, it's a good test even though I'm hmm. never going to use any of the other ones because I'd rather just do it manually. If it averages out, okay, then... Yeah, then it's, it's sort probably of like, okay. it's in the ballpark, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting test. Anyway, this is all to say that, yeah, I mean, I... The 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 wondering... I don't know, am I, am I worthy, right? You know, I mean, these kinds of questions that we all ask ourselves. Although last night I put up a picture of uh, our sister Sophie and Timothy Greenfield Sanders, like, commented on it and said it was a beautiful portrait. It's like, oh, that's okay, nice. so you have a guy who I, so then let go of it. Don't worry about it. Right. Which is basically where it is. We, we were in, we were in Ikea uh, a couple months ago and they, they have these, these bookcases. They're, they're metal, right? They're, and they're, they're like gray metal and they're cold. And they what, look like, like, like old school ones that like the, yeah, yeah, at, yeah, at the yeah. Texas book depository to go back to yeah, the basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But they're expensive. Like for Ikea, they're, they're like $350 for this, for this bookshelf. Okay. Right. And, you know, feeling I are standing there, we're looking at it and I'm, I'm being me and I'm, you know, going back and forth and I'm, I'm talking to her oh, on this side, on the other hand, on the other hand, on the other hand. And this guy walks by <laughs> I'm like, 
I asked you, I was like, what do you think of this? He's like, I think you're thinking about it too much. Just get it, move on with your life. <laughs> do you, do you sometimes <laughs> wish you could be that guy? Yes. But at the same time, do you sometimes think, yeah, but that guy's missing all of this complexity that I'm, that I'm digging no, into right now. Never. Okay. Never, never. I am. It's exhausting. And I'm going to speak for both of us. It's exhausting being us. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it was just so funny because he had heard all of this back and forth. He's like, I think you're thinking about it too much. Just get it and move on with your life. Is it, is it the Colborn? Uh, uh, I don't remember because I took it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay well there you go i mean yeah but, but listen yeah. you're never gonna be that other guy i'm never gonna be that other how guy. old are you now 50 what five you're 55 years old do you think you're ever gonna somehow turn around and become that guy no where i can just go oh you know what i see this thing you know i no. i'm still the guy who who you know, wanders through Costco carrying around the $20 Eddie Bauer hoodie only to put it down before I leave because I've talked myself out of it again. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that guy goes home and his wife is like, why did you buy all this crap? <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, see, the best part about that now is that you've now spent money bringing it home and then driving back to return it in oh, gas yeah. and time and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the hole on this, on this deal. This, this would have gone what in, in the studio. Yeah. It was down. It was down here in the studio and it was great. It was Wait, great had you put what it together already? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. It gets better, Bill. It gets better. <laughs> I, I, okay. So for those of you who have been living on another planet and, and are unfamiliar with Ikea, everything's <laughs> flat packed, right? Yeah. So I open up the box and I was like, I'm thinking to myself, even when I brought, I'm like, there's a chance that this is going back. So I photograph every step of removing everything from the box. Oh, um, so you could flat pack it again. So I could flat pack it again. And I was, I was very careful about the paper and the, t like, all the tissues and whatnot. So when it, when it got to the point of, I mean, you, to say that you could sell this thing again as new is no exaggeration. Oh it my would, God. I, so I, uh, yeah, I took it all apart and I bagged up, you know, bagged up everything and the little hardware and the, 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 the and, uh, yeah. I even, I, even when I taped the box back up, I taped over the original packing tape so it would look the same. Because you didn't think they'd take it back otherwise or no, it's just, that's, that's just the level of, you know, neuroses and psychosis that I exhibit when I do these things. Okay. Let me ask you the, the, the question that only your shrink would ask you, did you enjoy packing it back up? Oh God. Yes. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> I really did. I really did. Bravo. That That is the most Sedora <laughs> story I've ever heard. <laughs> You win. Uh, it is the, 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 the practical upshot of this is I got these other shelves. Uh, they're these, these white, you know, cubbies, uh, 
uh, Calax is the name of them. They're, you know, they're the, they're the, the, you know, ubiquitous Ikea storage. And oddly enough, it's hard to find storage where the cubbies are big enough to, to, to be able to put records in them. They're all like 11 and a half inches. Oh, I always or thought they were made to be 12 inches for that reason. No, I mean, these, these work, but like I, I went through looking at a bunch of different shelves because I'm, I'm moving the turntable down here and I want to be able to store my records. Is everyone and else in the house just like over the turntable? Is that why it's moving downstairs? I'm the or? only one who ever really uses it. Okay. Um, I mean, I, you know, and we have a, you know, we have another little one that we could, that we could use if we wanted to, but you know, it's, it, they're the only ones that, that fit records. Cause they're like 12 and three eighths on a side. Right. Um, and I was able to get three of those with the metal riser legs for the price of this one metal shelf. So anyway, so it worked out in the end, it worked out in the end, but, but yeah, man, it was really satisfying packing now, that. Now you've out. done, <laughs> I've watched on Instagram and stuff. You've done work in your studio the past few years. I mean, work on your studio itself, right? You know, trying to choose the wall paint. I think there was a post, right? Uh, oh, it's color. been painted a few times. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and I mean, it's not like Steve Jobs level where you're, you know, painting it 42 times to get to the right green, but yeah, it's been a couple of times. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, the tables and how you organize things and yes, all of that. Yeah. <sighs> At the Why? end of is that, that the, is that the big question? No, no, Why? no. At the end of that process, do you feel any closer to it being? Are you further down the line of it being conducive to you making stuff, or is this just a procrastination? No, I think mindset? it's. I think it's all trying to get somewhere. Like the where I'm at right now, other than still having to put up um, a little bit of acoustic treatment on the walls because it's still a little live in here. Yep. Um, I love this space now. I mean, it's been carpeted. There's storage. I've got you know, things up on the walls now. Um, I love this space. Um, the space across, and, and I had to, I had, I swapped them, right. Cause I had like where, where I'm at right now, the, the, the computer sort of digital space was where I was painting and vice versa. The paint was where, so I swapped them. Uh, and I'm so glad that I did because this feels, it just feels better. And I, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about how a space feels you know, as what you just said, like, is it conducive to doing work? And when I walk in here, like, it just feels so comfortable to be able to sit down and start working. And I think it just, I don't know, it just took me a while. I feel like there's, like it does with everything else. I feel like there's kind of two different ways of looking at that. There is the way you're going at it, which is either this has some inherent feeling to it. And I am going to lean into that by choosing this one and putting the carpet in and, and all the rest of it and getting to where you are now. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's lots of people who have worked in a space that was awful for them, but they've just done it for so long that it's like an old baseball glove. You know what I mean? To where it's just, yeah. And I, yes. And I think there's value in both of it. I mean, for the first few years we were here, I worked in the laundry room and I just had stuff like I would, you know, I had a little counter space that was like four feet long and I'd put stuff on top of the dryer or on top of the washer to let it dry and move on to the next thing. And it was very cramped. I mean, it's, you know, an eight foot by six foot room, something like that, a little bitty laundry room. It always reminds um, me of my friend, um, Gonzalo Silva, who is a bassist hmm. and he, he's, he's, he's a busker songwriter guy. And he had one of those Horner, Horner, uh, basses that was like a Steinberger knockoff, you know, necklace, headless rather. You know what I mean? 
like a, an acoustic? No, no, no. Uh, uh, electric bass, but oh. like a little tiny body that was, you know, I don't know, uh, 10 by six or seven inches. Oh, okay. Like a, like, you a, know, like a little rectangle. Yeah. Like a little yeah, Steinberger thing. And then, yeah, and then yeah. up and the other doesn't end. Have the, doesn't have the neck on the end. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Steinberger famously German, <laughs> German company Steinberger, um, <laughs> made those things famous. I don't know, the late seventies, early eighties, you know, you've seen them around. Yeah. Um, and he had a, a knockoff one by this company called Honer, 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 um, that he had used for years. And he had sort of beaten this instrument into submission. He made it sound great. It was a, you know, crappy $800 bass and he made it sound amazing. Um, Wait, $800 is, is crappy? That's, you don't get a good one for 800 bucks? Well, for a, you can get a decent bass, but not a high end bass, you know? So, so he, well, he, so he, he was using that one and then he got some gig or made some money somehow and had three grand burning a hole in his pocket. And he went and bought the Steinberger version of it. Oh, wow. And cause he said, you know, finally I can go from having this one that doesn't fight me to the one that does fight me. And, uh, or, you know what I mean? That, 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 I mean, the one that I'm fighting versus one that'll just yeah, be yeah, perfect. Yeah. Other know? way around. Yeah. And he used it for three days and he hated it. Really? And he ended up throwing it in a river. Oh, wait. Yeah. He didn't return it. As I recall, he destroyed it. Oh, see, that's, wow, that's next level. Well, I, I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> wow. But. Wow. <laughs> Respect. I, that's. And went wow. back and went back to the honer, which is, which is what he still uses now, <laughs> as How far fun. as I know. Wow. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, so I guess maybe, maybe the, 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 the question here is, you know, we spent all last week talking about, oh, if your tools are fighting you. Right. Maybe your tools fighting you is sometimes a good thing. May, yeah. Maybe there's, there's, yeah, maybe there's creativity in the fighting. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's, there, that's part of where the voice comes from yeah, is in you, the fight. If, if, if you have to train track and field up and down hills, cause that's the only thing that's around you, you're better off than the guy who's running on the flat ground. Yeah. I, I don't huh. I'm yeah. just, you know, as, as long as you can communicate I don't know. As long as the end product that you're getting out of it is what you want to get out of it. Maybe having a little bit of struggle in the process, maybe streamlining process actually doesn't always lead to what we think it should lead to. Mm. And that, you know, you let's say some process you're using involves, you know, you have seven minutes before this stuff gets too hard to manipulate or whatever. Right. I mean, there's, there's value in that, right? There's like, there's a timer going on now. There's, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons I want to dive into wet plate is, is I want to, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm bored with other, it's, it's not the, it's not boredom. It's, I, that's the kind of challenge I want to throw at myself. Like you, you click the shutter and the, and the, you know, well, even before then the clock is ticking. You've got like five, six minutes before this stuff is dry and you can't do a thing with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of love that. Yeah. I mean, it's have definitely, you, you haven't done that. Have you, you haven't, have you ever no, tried? No, no. I mean, no, I, you know, it's funny. I have like a little tin type kit in my closet that somebody mm. gave me years ago, um, that I've never gotten around to actually trying to build a holder and use it in my four by five. Um, and I haven't used my four by five in years. I thought you got rid of it. No, it's you still, still in the closet. It. Hmm. It's, you know, it's one of those things where 
It's difficult and even more difficult with the Fuji because what I end up with at the end of the Fuji is just this enormous file. Like I, I opened one up at 16 bits, added five layers of curves and it wouldn't save because it was over four gigabytes. Oh, wow. Wow. The the files are just enormous, right? What am I going to get? I mean, other than the process, I guess, to some extent, um, what am I going to get from going back and say shooting large format film? I'm not going to get better image quality. You know, I'm going to get something different in the way that I shoot, but that doesn't, the way that I shoot, that's not the dimension I'm trying to manipulate, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, where, where for you, maybe it is the dimension you're trying to manipulate. I think, I think it is. I mean, I thought about maybe doing portraits, but never really having done them. I wouldn't dare start there. I would, I would start with, you know, the forest behind my house or objects within my house, because now you've got to take the dark room with you. And, you know, there's all of that kind of thing. I think um, you should definitely get into that. What are you going to do f- four by five or eight by 10? Eight by 10. Ooh. Yeah. I've been looking for an eight by 10 since the end of last year. Uh, They're hard to find. Four by they, five, you can find all day long. What do they go for on eBay? Uh, depends. If you're looking at like a Deerdorf, they're five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars, which I'm not willing to. But put you could buy a, let's see, here's a Calumet for eight hundred forty-five bucks. Yeah, the ones that I'm looking at are sub sub one thousand, and just finding one in, in decent shape. I'd like to have one with a five by seven back, so that I could start smaller with with flowing the plate and chemistry and and learning. And yeah. then graduate up to eight by 10. I don't want to start, you know, with eight by 10. Just, just, um, just so we're on the same page. When you say you want to dive into wet plate, you don't actually want to submerge yourself in the chemicals, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, not at the moment, but <laughs> he's like, maybe five or six hours into the process. I'm going to want <laughs> yeah, to submerge. Let's see how 23 goes. Well, hit, hit me again, you know, in a couple of months. But have you figured out what the cost of that kind of stuff is? I mean, for the chemicals and the glass and the whole, I mean, how, how much does it end up costing you? Do you know? Um, it depends on the, the chemistry is pretty constant. The glass is where it, that's a big variable because if you use regular sort of clear, you know, window glass, that's you can, one, you can use that. Yeah, you can. Okay. That's one type of price. But if, if you use the black, you know, uh, uh, Japan glass, it goes up exponentially. So you know, using eight by 10, using black glass, you know, eight, 10, 12 bucks every time you click the shutter, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, but using, you know, regular glass, especially using it five by seven while I'm trying to figure it out, much more affordable. But you're still talking, you know, yeah, five, yeah, six, th- eight, three, four, bucks, five, yeah. six, eight, you know, somewhere in there. But, but it, for me, I think I'm getting to the point well, I think I've gotten to the point. It's well, just I'd really like to burn to some it. money. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah, I've got all that big pile of cat. Apple's been very good. Uh, no, they haven't, actually. Not in the last um, few months now. But th- th- there is something, you know, and this is why I asked you about the book. There is something about the object and 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 the 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 object that there is only one of. Sure. Um, and And yes, you can make prints and scan and all that kind of thing, but but they don't have the same presence and you don't have the same experience that you do holding the original. So is it, you know, I'm not going to produce hundreds of these a year, but I think it's something that I need to at least try 
if no, if for no other reason, but to just get it out of my system, because I, you know I keep I, coming back to it. What I would do if I were you is put out some feelers to see if there's somebody in the area who does that and see if they can go along with them one day. That's a great idea. And you know what, actually, I think there is one at the Glen, Glen Echo. There's a, there's a park in Glen Echo that like this thing called the Yellow Barn and they have classes. I took a, I took an encaustic class there. I think there's a guy there that does it and it might be worth connecting. Uh, that's a great idea, actually, just to see if even the process, am I romanticizing something that I, that I only know from watching other people do? Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. 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 Like, okay, <laughs> Sally, go ahead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I wonder that often. I, I also wonder sometimes when I see people shooting with that stuff where they're so limited by the time and the camera and all of those, all of those limitations where I look at it and think if you made that image with any other camera, would I even care about that image or do I care about it? Because it was, it was so difficult to make, man. I've, I, I, there's a lot of that where it's like, there's literally trees. Yeah. It's a tree. Yeah. It's a tree. It's it, it. The, the process itself elevates can elevate the image but but are you but are you are you the process or is the process external of you you know what i mean are you well that's a great are, question are you are you usurping are you sort of taking on the patina of what it what wet plate means and kind of wearing the wet plate clothes as it were i'm not just trying to disparage you i'm just like yeah. using you as an example um you know is is is, is one saying oh see this image is important because it was really difficult for me to make. And I spent all that time making it. And therefore you, you know, it's almost like a, um, like a difficulty rating in gymnastics or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> 7.8 from the Russian judge. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and, and I, I think it's awesome. I think you should definitely do that. I just, yeah. for me, I always thought I always figured I'd come out the other end yeah. and, and I would look at the images and go, Oh, this is really cool that I made this. That's kind of a boring image. If I, if even if I'd shot on an eight by ten film, I would say you yeah. could have done better. You know, and like, I think there, I think there's some of that, but I, I think where I'm at with it, or where how I've I've kind of reconciled it is, you have to be present, right? Because, yeah. like I said, the clock is ticking, and and you have to be in it and be present, and there is only the experience of making it. There is the experience of you can't spend a lot of time with your subject if you're if you're shooting portraits. Well, regardless of what you're shooting, you can't, you know, you can't dick around. You you you've you've you, you've only got a few minutes, so you have to be fully present and engaged in that experience. And I, there is whether I'm romanticizing it or or not, I feel like there's something in there that I have to try. I feel like there's I feel like I have to experience that. If for no other reason than to to either say, like you you pointed out, yes, this works for me, or no, it doesn't. But right now, I'm just speculating. Right now, I'm just I'm 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 experiencing it vicariously through the end product of other people's photos, or conversations with people who do it, or watching you know Sally Mann videos on YouTube. Sure, and you know, that being present in the process thing that you're talking about, yeah, that particular process forces you to be present in it. But that is 
could also be said of any time any of us do any of these things, right? It's just that that in some ways that, um, it's like, it's like, uh, doing something with a straight jacket on, you know, it's like, right, right, right. yeah, like I could not, I could decide to not have my elbows stuck to my sides while I work. And that makes it more difficult and reminds me that I'm here doing this. But if I had the straight jacket on, then I really can't move my arms. And so there, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, when, when people shoot, cinema with a red or whatever. And they say, we can roll for six hours if we want to. And somebody right. said, well, we used to only be able to roll for three minutes. Cause that's all the film that would be in the camera. It's like, well, there's nothing stopping you from saying I'm only shooting three minute shots with the digital camera <laughs> and taking breaks. But we, you know, once we break through that process limitation, we, we tend to not go backwards, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And you're saying, I want to go back not only to film days, I want to go back to the time when, you know, you had to have a, a cart that said, you know, Jeffrey's photographic apothecary on the side, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy from the wizard of Oz now, yeah, right? basically. Right. <laughs> could you be the guy from the wizard of Oz? That would be kind of amazing. It would, it would be kind of amazing if I could do the beard. I think I could pull it off, but I just, I can't grow that kind of facial hair. It is. No, I, I, you know what? You're, you're, yeah, your, your, your point is good. I think, yeah, I think you should just go out and buy, I mean, I'd give you my four by five if, if you were close enough to hand it to you, but it'd cost more to ship than it would be worth. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think maybe you're right though, of, of taking a, a class or a workshop or connecting with someone and go, Hey, could I just tag along and, and be a fly on the wall or, or, or even be, you know, an assistant and, and watch this happen and see if I connect with it being one degree closer. You know, I, I think right that now, that's probably the best yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, not that you doing it is not going to be this, but I think right now what you're seeing is like a fantasy of what it is, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, and maybe it is that, which is good for you. You know. Uh, but then maybe you do it, and you're like, ugh, it stinks. I don't like lugging all this shit around. I get, you know, I can't travel with it because. You know, what's in the bottle, sir? Oh, nothing. Just potassium cyanide. Oh, great. Come <laughs> yeah, on board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. How do you do that? Yeah, I guess you're I just mean, I, sort of doing it locally out the back of your car or truck. I, I guess. Or if you go someplace, you have to have it shipped somewhere. What is, to, who, who's that woman who does the surfing photos that? Oh, uh, Jenny, uh, Joni Sternbach. Sternbach. Yeah. Yeah. Surfsite um, Tintype is the name of her yeah, book. Yeah, because I mean, her, she's down, she's down in Gowanus here. Mm -hmm. I've never, I mean, I, I went and hung out with her. Didn't I for, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> didn't I, Yeah, <laughs> 48 years old. Can't even remember what I did last week. <laughs> Bill, you were just there yesterday. <laughs> Snikes, you know, <laughs> I, man, I wish it was, I don't know. I wish the world were a, do you find yourself as you're getting older? I mean, this is going to sound such old man talk. Hold on. Let me pull up my rocking chair. By the way, I saw a guy with a walker with tennis balls on it yesterday and I almost took a picture <laughs> and sent it to you. Do, do you, do you, um, do you find yourself having a harder time being present as I get older, especially lately, and maybe I'm completely losing it and I have to go get Alzheimer's checks or something, but I find myself feeling like I'm sort of sleepwalking through my day a lot of times. Um, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? No. I mean, I, I said something to Adrian 
something similar to that this morning and and it, it it came on the back of watching this this interview with Stephen Fry and and oh wait the uh, CEO one yeah yeah that was a good interview yeah i'm not sure i like the interviewer guy uh the host it, guy he's okay but he's he, okay. but he has good people on there anyway yeah. go ahead um and it was you know it was something similar in that i i feel like I feel like the world has become even, even more holes that I simply don't fit into. And I, and I spend a lot of time trying to find the right one to fit into. And I just, it just makes me realize more and more that there isn't, that there are very few that I fit into. But where, where are those holes? Those holes are in society. Those are, are holes that are constantly changing or is it a hole that you've never found since day one? Uh, yeah, that. I mean, I think that. a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I, it, it, but I think you're right. And I think that even uh, Stephen Fry talking about a lot of that kind of stuff. And you think, man, you're one of the more accomplished humans in the history of the world. Right. And you don't feel like you fit in anywhere? I mean, look at all the people that we have talked to. Both individually and I was going to say we've never had anybody on this show, so I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Where am I? <laughs> you know, you have you have a lot of really accomplished friends. I have a lot of really accomplished friends, and they all share that trait. That every single one of them goes, "Man, they're going to find me out. They're going to. They're going to. I'm going to get laughed out of the." you know, out, out of the club for this. So maybe that's the thing we have in common. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. that is the commonality. Um, I mean, we all, I, I don't know what it is that we think that we're going to fit into. I think the people who think that they fit in, I think that's probably more of an illusion and we're just more aware of the reality that we don't fit in. You know what I mean? We're, we're more aware of the truth than people who do think they fit in. Maybe, but at some point, man, I just want to be the guy in the matrix eating the steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Joey Pants. I just want to be like, just, huh? It's yeah, Joey, Joey Pants. That's right. Joe Pantaleon. <laughs> I just want to be like the ignorance is bliss guy. Like I'm just, it, because. Do you think that's a, a switch you can flip? Can you, can no. you just, you don't think no. so? No. No, I, be, it, I mean, if it is, I have yet to find it and I've been looking for it. I think it's it called for, heroin. <laughs> no, you know, it's never a good idea, Bill. <laughs> heroin. That's right. Um, I don't think it is. I think there are, I think there are people who, I think there are people who are unaware that, that there is a switch and, and, and that's fine. And they go through life and, and they are by and large happy and well-adjusted and have great families and great friends and good jobs and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I think that there are a lot of people out there who, for whatever reason, just have a hard time making the connections, have a hard time, um, whether it's being present or being I, I don't even know. Sometimes, I, just, sometimes I wonder if the reason why 
it's we feel more like this you and I are people like us is that the thing that we've chosen to do involves less insulation from it. If you're working some job and you're making 200 grand a year, right? You, you, you can afford to not be thinking like that all the time because it feels like everything's going great, right? Like there's this, you know, well, what do I have to complain about? I have a nice place to live. I can eat what I want to eat. I have friends who I go out drinking with or whatever it is. And so there's like this sense of, I guess this is all there is and that's okay. Cause I'm riding on this like little cushion mm -hmm. where in some ways, because what we do both, I think economically to some level and ego wise, the correlation between our value in the world and our, our value to ourselves are so attached by a very rusty chain that, that, that we, we, we feel like we're getting dragged behind the truck versus riding in the bed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that maybe everyone, the reality is that everyone's still driving down the dirt road. It's just that some of them are sitting on top of shock absorbers and some aren't. Yeah. You know? Um, so maybe that, 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 potential commonality is, is some level of solace. I, d I don't know. I mean, you and I feel the same way. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this show feel the same way. Um, but, but it doesn't, but neither, none of these things stop us from doing what we do. You know, maybe not long term, but in the short term, they certainly can. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in the short term, I can. I you mean, can I get can, gummed I, up. Yeah. Yeah. And go, why am I even. Sure. I've done nah, that six just, times this last week and going yeah. back the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then you but then there's that thing that, that that whether that's somebody you talk to or or, you know, your 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 sister comes over and you take this photo and you go, yeah. And you get this comment from somebody who you respect who goes like what you're doing, Bill. Yeah. And you go, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Now we're back. Exactly. You know? Maybe, maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 you know, the commercial's over and we're back, you know, now yeah. the, the audience is clapping and, and, and okay, the lights are up and you know, what's the next bit? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think that this settles back to your comment a half an hour ago, which is, you know, it's, it's what you do or how you feel between the accolades Yeah, that, that makes it hard. And I think some people are just wired to have their heads below water. And some people, you know, can lay down on the surface and just float. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm always underwater. Mm, yep. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, it's, I mean, right, I, it's right there, right? It's, yeah. it's. And, and see, here's where it's funny is that, is that, is, is, is it's in perception. You know, if it, you know, we can, we can both be, uh, water just cresting our chin. Right. And, sure. and we're, we're thinking like, oh shit, if it gets any higher, you know, I'm going to drown. But then you go back to the Bowie quote where he's like, if you're not just ready to drown at any moment, you're in the wrong place. If you're, yeah. if, if you're not far enough out where the water is, is just almost, you're not in the right place. So for, for him 
And for other people who, who can see it that way, that's the sweet spot. Sure. Right. That's, that's, that's where you need to be to make, to make, that's where you get, that's where the, the, the juice happens. But for, for us on occasion, maybe more than on occasion, it's, it's, I, I can't see the work. I'm just trying not to take in water. There are plenty of times in my career where I've been on a high, you know, I get yeah. a couple good commercial jobs and I was like, I'm never going back to not doing commercial work like this. Like we're, I've, I've, I've gotten pulled up into the lifeboat and yeah. now I'm up here doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And invariably something happens where the economy tanks or COVID shuts the world down or, you know, things that are completely out of my control that, that, that deflate me, like literally deflate me like a balloon. Mm. When I finally feel like I've gotten some air in my lungs, it just like sucker punches me. Mm. Um, and, and, and I want to have hope all the time that it's always going to come back because it will come back to some extent. It does, or it has in the past. But at the same time, I feel sometimes I feel like that hope is what's making me sad. And that if I just let go of it yeah, yeah, and get on to w- with what I'm doing, work when I get work, work when I don't get work. Yeah. You know, I, I rather than holding on to this, this, this thing. Yeah. Stop looking yeah. up and just look ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and the, you know, the other day I, I photographed my friend Jake, who's a sax player. He was over. Um, it was actually on my birthday. I said, does anybody want to come over and do some camera tests? And a couple of people said, yes. And, uh, he was, he was in the subway as a busker too. And he was in the subway when Conrad was going to work and she bumped into him. And apparently he said to her, he's like, it's Bill's birthday and he wants to do what he does every other day of the year. <laughs> Doesn't he want to go get pancakes or something? Exactly. And, and, and Heather's, and then he said, you know, who does that? And, and then he's like, yeah, Bill does that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if, if that was coming from the, 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 the unbridled hope, or if that was just coming from putting my head down and doing the work, Yeah, but not, you know, but you can't get away from pain, uncertainty and constant work. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I will say that, uh, you know, winding this up is that. I think that the, I mean, how did you feel about all of the feedback we got this last week? You know, it was. Because I mean, a lot of, all, of you was, reached out. It was really surprising. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm living in a cave, uh, but it, it, I was shocked at how many people reached out. Yeah. Dozens and dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you. Yeah. Those of you who did, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's um, and almost yeah. universally positive, like a, 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 almost universally like excruciatingly positive. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 effusive and and supportive and and yeah, and people were surprised. I you know again, I, I was like, who's going to still have this thing like uh, subscribe? Like, are you really going to? Apparently, the answer is thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, do you know how do you know how it works if you log into the apple podcast connect thing you know what i'm talking about yes is this just the people who are subscribed to the podcast app in it in, in apple stuff yes okay okay so the, the way i understand it yes 
Okay. Yeah, so I don't because they're not going to keep track of like Stitcher and Spotify and you and know all of that. Overcast and whatever else. Uh, to my knowledge, yes. Okay. So, but I, I could I, yeah. again. This this is like witchcraft for me. This Apparently, there are still a couple thousand people subscribed, even in Apple Podcasts. Wow. Um, wow. Of which eighty five percent of them listened to the the last episode. <laughs> wow. Um, it's so great. I mean, uh, thank you. Really. I, it's, I, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, dismissive of it at all. I just, I was so surprised. Well, how do, so how does that make you feel about it all? I don't know. About doing this again, about, or at least, I mean, not even every week on, on some sort of basis, whether it's every week or every month or every year. Like, do you have feelings about that? I mean, I think, I think these my feelings are largely the same as they are on any other podcast. If you're doing it for yourself exclusively, then why release it? So if you release it, it's, it's to somehow serve an audience. It's to somehow serve listeners, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that old people that have, that have been here from the beginning. Sorry, did you say old people? <laughs> you know, old, older, you know, longer term. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> They're not that old. I'm glad you said no, that. I'm, I'm not you old. Know, longer. I mean, we got a, a voice message from, from Tom in Michigan who was, you know, has, has been one of the folks that have been there since the beginning. And it was, you know, it was really sweet and it's like, it's endearing and it, and it's supportive and it's encouraging and it's all of those things. Um, Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, I, I, it's, it's great. I think part of what has, has made it such a great photography podcast in the past is that it wasn't really about photography. Right. And Not I think, really. yeah, I think all the people in the know know that. <laughs> Psst, secret. <laughs> um, and I don't, I think if if there was a way to move forward, I would have to be very clear that it's not about photography because I don't really have any interest in talking about photography. Yeah. Um, I I think on on a lot of levels I I I've I've been there and I've and I've talked about it and I, and I don't I don't think I have anything new to bring to that table because I've moved on the industries move on, life's moved on, you've moved on. Sure. So what does it look like now? That's, you know, it's, that, that's, that's not just a reunion tour. I don't right. know. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of those conversations though, and trying to figure that out. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what that looks like. It's, it's a good question. Do the, do the people who, who want us to continue doing it, want us to continue what we were doing then or want us to do something new or, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it the subject matter that you're after or just this, just this, this, Cause what's today, going on? You and, know, cameras and, were mentioned three times or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I'm curious. That's, that's a, that's a question that I'm curious to hear the response to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I guess we'll find out. Yes. Uh, you got anything Podcast else? Podcast at On Taking Pictures. Yeah.
You got anything else? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. My, I think I'm good for now. One of my favorite responses was the person who said, you know, this is one of the best moments in a podcast. And it was just me going, this is a shutter. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it, 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 I, I love how, how, how like just offended <laughs> you are by the sound of the Fuji shutter. It really, it really does just like, you're like, just, I, I can see the look on your face. Just, ugh. it's just, it, <laughs> it irks me. I wish you could load. I, I I would take I would get a shotgun mic and and you know take the shutter from an RZ six seven or something. No, that doesn't even sound good because that's just a plink. Uh, from a good camera, and this can I can I insert it in with the SD yeah, card it be somehow? Great if, like, if firmware updates allowed you to insert your own samples for shutter sounds because it could be any you know like a like a text notification. You know, yeah. There are, there are shutter sounds. Every time you press the shutter. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> You're the best, Bill. <laughs> and then if you engage like, you know, eight frames a second, it's you, 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 the best, 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 best. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's see what people think. Listen, yeah. You know, Let us it's, know. And, and we'll, you know, as far I as think, I'm concerned, I think it warrants some conversation offline between the two of us Sure, and, and, I mean, and I, say, you know, what, yeah. what do you think? What do I think? What do we think? Yeah. I mean, I think as long as we have fun doing it occasionally, yeah, then that's really what it's about. Right. I think so. I mean, that's certainly a big part of it. And if we don't have the weight of you know, having to do something because there's advertisers on Tuesday or whatever. Right. That changes. I just want to manage everybody's expectations. Yours, mine. No, I understand. Audiences. That. That's, yeah. I, I, I just want to I, f- figure all of that out. I will say one thing that I have missed in the last few years of not doing this show is- My sweet voice. Besides that. <laughs> yeah. The dulcet tones of somebody, my- Somebody my, did say, they're like, Jeffrey's got a great voice. And I said, yes, I know. I have, a vo- <laughs> I, I have a voice for not radio. See, I don't think I do, but thank you, whoever said that. Um, is, is, is the structure of doing it every whatever, I think we used to do Tuesdays or Wednesdays or whatever it was. Tuesday. Tuesdays. Yeah, it's always, always Tuesdays. Unless, you know, there were a couple that we did like a day earlier, a day yeah, late. If, because, if we had to. Know, there was a shoot or yeah, there was yeah, an yeah. appointment or whatever it was. But um, yeah. But, the, you know, the, the, having that structure in a life that otherwise doesn't have as much structure just because of what we do. Yeah. Um, was nice. But I just put that out there. So it's just funny. It's like, oh, yeah, there's that thing. Um, yeah. All right. Well, but thank yes. you. The, not, not to, not to, again, not to dismiss or diminish. I mean, the response was overwhelming and that's why I'm having a hard time a little bit processing it because it was, is, continues to be overwhelming. And, and so thank you for all of that. Yeah. And if you'd like to, uh, donate to Jeffrey's therapy fund, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. So he, so he can work this out with a professional and then, Uh, you know, Truth is often stranger than fiction. Um, thank you, though, for uh, doing it today. And we yeah, will, yeah, we'll, and you too. It was we'll, fun. We'll it's talk to fun. you soon. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.